like a stir fry. Whip it in the kitchen wrist, just like a stir fry. Whip it in the kitchen wrist. Yeah, one day we're gonna have a good intro. But until then, welcome back to the Business Stir Fry Podcast. I am your host, Gabo, or your co-host. Your main host is my man, my man took my job. Hey, man, oh, took it yeah, quick. Hey, we're we're in unscripted studios. <laughs> so, hey, I guess if we are in your studios, then, yeah, you get to be the host. Hey. But, uh, yeah, we got Mike Wills here. Hey, another, back for another episode. This is season one, episode two. Speaking about me taking your job, that's in 48 Laws of Power, man. You got to be careful. I'm setting you up just to take it from you. There you go. I'm going to put you on your track, and then... You got to remember, don't outshine the master. Don't outshine the master, <laughs> so let me sit back. <laughs> but anyway, man, welcome back, man. How you been? Hey, I've been good, man. This last couple weeks, you know, grinding, pushing through. Grinding. Ready, ready for springtime. This is North Carolina weather. It snowed yesterday. Yeah, it snowed yesterday. Last Sunday, we was in t-shirts. It's ridiculous. You know, global warming. Don't exist. Gotta get it together, man. It doesn't exist at all. For people who don't know, um, no, we don't know when you're going to hear this. It doesn't matter because you're going to get great information regardless. But um, yesterday, being that it was, what was yesterday? Tuesday. It snowed in the morning. It was 60-something degrees later that afternoon. It was 70 degrees a day. The day before that, it was like 75. So North Carolina don't know what it want to do. But, <laughs> hey, we rocking with it, man. So we was talking about this a little bit off air. Um, unscripted, shout out to the Unscripted crew, which is Mike's protege. Is that's who hosted with me. But um, we were supposed to do an episode, and around, I want to say, like 6.30, um, everything just seemed to stop. Because we got the news that Nipsey Hussle was shot and killed. And I don't know how it did for you. I know a little bit from what we talked about. But for me, it really just threw off the rest of my Sunday. It, it, I mean, it, it hurt. And, um, you know, we're, we're on the East Coast here, right? We don't, we don't rep Nipsey the way that the West Coast yeah. um, reps Nipsey. But, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of guys out in L.A. Mm-hmm. And they always send me L.A. artists music. Like, always. Okay. Like, unsolicited. Uh-huh. I'm a 49er <laughs> fan, so I'm in, like, these private chats and groups. Uh-huh. And they always drop it. Like West Coast artists, music in there, and you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Southern guy, so I, yeah. most of it I, I don't really feel. And my introduction to Nipsey was not Nipsey the rapper, rapper. Okay. My introduction to Nipsey was Nipsey the entrepreneur. I mean, I remember mm. watching a YouTube clip of this of some little skinny guy, yeah, with cornrows, hair slicked back. Yep. And he he's talking about you know owning you know a business mm-hmm. and what we need to do. As young black males, I mean, yeah. we we're talking about like seven, eight years ago. Yeah, and he was, you know, there's, there's a million rappers in the United States. Like, literally, there's probably one million rappers. It's probably three on the street <laughs> in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> so when you see someone that's talking and they're a rapper, that doesn't that doesn't get my attention. Mm. But when you're talking about entrepreneurship, business, that gets my attention. So this young man had my attention. Still didn't listen to his music because again, it's a million, you know, it's a million mixtapes out there. <laughs> So at that time, I only knew, you know, this guy named Nipsey Hussle, you know, in L.A. that was talking about buying a business in Crenshaw, which is what everybody talks about. Like Everyone says, well, I'm going to go buy the block in Baltimore. I'm going to go buy, Mm -hmm. you know, land back in Chicago or New York or Houston, like all these areas where where we have extremely high earners. I don't want to use the word wealthy because Mm -hmm. that's not something that really exists. In our community, currently yeah. at, on a mass scale, but very, very high earners, and that's something that we never see, you know, individuals do. So he caught my attention. I, I, I've 
I've kept up with him as an entrepreneur. I mean, this podcast, right? Like this yeah. podcast is about business strategy, entrepreneurship, um, and pop culture, yeah. and hustling. And you know, Nipsey fit all of that. Mm-hmm. So when something when it happened, I I didn't think about Nipsey the the rapper. Yeah, I thought about this guy that went back to his hometown and had built the community, a, a safe space for kids. You know, a place where you know older guys would be able to come in and see someone that actually made it. That's that's sometimes that's the largest part of success. Yeah, it's just seeing somebody else make it. It's one of the reasons why you want you want to be around successful individuals. You know, they like mm. you know as the saying go. You know, if there's if you walk in a room and nine of the guys in the room are millionaires, if you stay in that room, you're gonna be millionaire number ten. Exactly, because you get to see from the inside like how something looked, which is. Well, the idea behind, you know, this podcast is to bring people behind the scenes of what it takes to start a business. We see tons of Instagram success, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't see, we don't see tons of Instagram unsuccess. Nobody's failing. Nobody's failing. Hold on. I got a sound for that. Yeah, exactly. No, everybody's doing great. Everybody's doing great. So, I mean, one of the things behind the pod was, you know, letting people know that it is the breakthrough. You know, it is yeah. it is pushing through. So to watch this man's elevation, you know, as a not as a rap artist, because his last album, Victory Lane, was Victory actually Lap. was at, Victory Lap. Excuse me, um, NASCAR Country folks. So yeah. That's why I said Victory <laughs> Lane, Victory Lap. It was great. It was. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was, it, was, it was surprisingly good. It, I think it shocked a lot of people. Yeah, like I, I was I wasn't expecting that. Like, you know, uh one of my one of my boys, you know, Chavez, you know, he's he sent it to me because I get yeah. unsolicited <laughs> West Coast music Here all you go. the time. <laughs> you ain't gotta ask for it. Yeah, and he sent it to me like three times, man. Like the third time, you know, I actually, you know, hit play by accident. Yeah. So I was in the gym and it it was up the first thing on my screen and it started off hard. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, like yeah. I wasn't expecting this. So you know, we you know we did lose a, a rap artist, an entertainer, celebrity. I mean, that happens. That's not the most tragic thing. But guys, we lost we lost a hustler. You really did. Yeah, we lost somebody that actually was bringing you know was showing you behind the scenes like, yo, this is what it's going to take to push through. And so for me, my introduction to Nipsey was the double uh, XL cover because and I paid attention to when he came out because J Cole was on the front with him. He was standing right beside him. And for me, I knew who Cole was when I was in college. So I saw this guy, and I'm like, okay, clearly he from L.A. He got the Debo shirt on, you know. He got the Thermal-type shirt on. He is blue. I'm like, he got the hair slick back, looking like uh, DJ Quick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, cool. And I was a fan of West Coast music, just but like the popular West Coast yeah. music. So you had to already be popping for me to check for you. But <laughs> um, I'm going to just keep it 100 and honest. And so that was that. And I remember kind of like you, I was hearing little things like, hey, you know, I want to own my music. I want to build up here. And when I, I'm not going to lie, when I automatically hear somebody say, hey, I want to help build up South Central or Crenshaw or whatever. I'm like, all right. We done heard it before, right? We done heard it before. Yeah, Every, heard it before. Everybody wants to yeah. do that. So I'm going to be honest. It wasn't until, you know, Victory Lab came out and I was like, let me look into this guy. Because it threw me off. He dropped an album. He started dating Lauren London. No, I tell you, the first time when uh he was selling his album for a hundred dollars a pop. Yeah, and I think I, Hove, and I think that's when most people start because and Hove bought Hove like a thousand of them. Yeah, exactly. And so it blew my mind because I'm like, 
okay, you got the connection in the music industry, but I, in my mind, I'm like, man, if I can sell a thousand dollars of a product, yeah, you know, if I can, and they a hundred dollars a pop, you come up good, and even that reach of saying, Hove saying, hey, I want a thousand of those, it's going to be, you know, thousands of other kids who say, hey, if Hove invested in this, I want to invest or check into this person, so. That caught my idea, my my eye, and then next you know he started dating Lauren London. Yeah. I think that's right when like Atlanta was popping the yeah. the, the movie, and then I think she had just left like Lil Wayne. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then Victory Lap came out, and so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get this a listen, whatever. And I listened to it, and man, I'm just for me, it was my second favorite album of last year. I think it was the second best. Yeah, after. Y'all can kill me if you want, but Pusha T had the best rap album to me oh, last year. Wow. It's a debate, but you know, but wow. um, over J Cole. Yeah, yeah, and the reason why because Push for me it was seven songs and it was no drop off, and I think that's what did it for me. That's true. That's and true. so like, yeah, but true. so when we was looking at Nipsey, he really motivated me, and yeah. so you know me outside of the pod, and you know me better than people who, like you said. I don't show no struggles on Instagram unless I just feel like it. But, you know, you knew me before when I couldn't get bookings and I couldn't, yeah. you know, nobody. I was asking people to take pictures. And, of now, and now you're the hottest photographer. In trying Charlotte. to be. <laughs> the, guys, the, my co-host, my co-host, let me tell you how humble this guy is. Don't listen to this my guy. My co-host <laughs> is the hottest photographer in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. And if we was in Atlanta, he'd be the hottest photographer in Atlanta. We I'm coming for DC. y'all. He, I mean, this, this, this guy is freaking solid, man. So, you know, shouts out to you. Thank for, you, sir. For, for humbling yourself to help me, man. Like, that's, that's such a big thing. And, I ain't nobody. And that's what this podcast this podcast was actually supposed to be about, surrounding yourself with the right team. We're exactly. Gonna, we're going to have to push it off to the next podcast because we, we do want to dedicate this podcast to losing what we could, what we would consider a entrepreneurial soldier in and our community. Dude, and you know what's crazy about that? You say that, and he literally was saying, hey, it's not about being the best employee at your job. He said, if you want to be the owner of that job, that's a possibility. Strive for that if that's what you really want. Because some people is like, you know, we came up in the era was like, hey, just be a good employee. Maybe one day you can be a manager. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, then yeah. it's like, no, you can be an owner and hire People that look like you and they can grow and do different things. So he was really pushing that. And speaking of it, and you know, I mean, and this is how good of an entrepreneur this guy, this guy was. So mm -hmm. let's go back to the mixtapes when he was going okay. to sell the mixtapes for. It was either hundred dollars or a thousand. Yeah, it was a hundred, and he had a thousand of them, right? Because he knew that that scarcity, yeah, you know, is going to is going to increase demand. Mm -hmm. You know, which was a solid, you know, it's a solid business principle. Yep. But, you know, all you guys listen to this podcast right now. So you, you are an entrepreneur. You're a hustler that's trying to move mm -hmm. into entrepreneurship. And we all know, we've all seen the meme where if you want to make a million dollars, right? So you need 5,000 people to buy a $200 product. Or yep. you need 1,000 people to buy a $1,000 product. Mm -hmm. This guy, what was that, two, 2012, 13? Yeah, that was early. So we're talking about seven years ago. Yeah. He, he knew that principle. And, yeah. and he didn't. You know, and he's down the street from Stanford, but he wasn't in Stanford. No. You know what I'm saying? But Rolling Sixties. That's yeah, what he exactly. was that's what he was educated. Yeah, Rolling Sixties University. <laughs> you know, and, and he was able to to take very sound business principles mm -hmm. and apply it to actually, you know, buying four stores in the block, buying half of the block, 
which is what we all want to do as entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, a lot of us have to go to school for mm-hmm. this information. But the reason for this podcast is, I, I mean, I want to show the intersectionality of people who grow up who are just straight hustlers yep. and people who just have the education because they sat and they learned it, you know, out of a book. And and no, there's no hate to the books. There's no hate to the streets. Yeah. You know, exactly. like right now I'm, I'm, I'm reading a business strategy book. Yeah. To try to, you know, add some tools to the arsenal. Mm-hmm. You need that information. You need to know a strength, weakness, opportunity, strength, weakness, opportunity, threats assessment. You need yep. to be able to do that. But you also need to be able to read somebody when they walk up to you. Yeah. Because you got to understand, you know, are you going to close this deal or is this person wasting your time? And, you and Nipsey personified that. Absolutely. And my favorite uh, line out of that whole album was 20-something songs on that, if I'm not mistaken. My favorite line is on the first song. And he says, my circle got smaller, everybody can't go. And that's that spoke volumes to me for the last probably six months, just because yeah. I understood, like, for me to elevate, I'm not going to be around everybody I was around that time. You know what I'm saying? So my the podcast list got shorter of just inviting anybody on here, you know, shooting. I just couldn't shoot anybody taking pictures. So, and which spoke to our last episode when we talk about having your team around you and who you're surrounding yourself mm-hmm. with. So... It was a great thing, but rest in peace to him, man. Um, he yeah. inspired the next generation. He he did, man, and and I, you know, it's one of the things where I mean, I I, I hate that he he's no longer with us, mm-hmm. but more people know about him, mm-hmm. and a lot a lot more people understand that it's more than just music. Yeah, and that's I mean that's probably the the best thing to come out of out of this. I I hate that that had to happen. Absolutely, because. You know, we have other guys, you know, like we're right now, like I said, we're crowdfunding at the end of the year mm-hmm. to actually be able to buy a storefront in my hometown of Winsboro, South Carolina, so we can open up, you know, a roastery and, and you know, mm-hmm. scale out our business. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys who are actually putting in the work of going back into their communities, trying to, you know, dedicate themselves to their communities and grow. So, shouts out to all all the men out there who are surviving, who are pushing through of all races in your community to try to get things up and ro- up and rolling. And like I said, since we dedicate uh, this episode to Nipsey, what we're going to do is uh, mm-hmm. Nipsey had seven money and ownership lessons. Uh-oh. And we're going to go through those today, and we're going to relate, relate them to, you know, some of the laws of power. And that's going to be the episode for today. So um, the first one on the seven money and ownership lessons by Nipsey Hussle, uh, the first one was on Hustlenomics. <laughs> yeah. All right? <laughs> yep. So... Nipsey says, learn all the secrets to the game on your way up. Most folks want to skip the process. When you skip steps, you miss lessons. And this goes back to what we were saying earlier about everyone on Instagram is successful. Yeah, everybody. And sometimes the most <laughs> important lessons is from the mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, any any successful entrepreneur would tell you that the failures mean way more to them than the successes. Because- Let me tell you something. I got to cut you off my bad on that. My biggest lesson in photography <laughs> is I didn't do a contract for a wedding. And let me tell y'all, that might sound, that sounds crazy right now. Mm-hmm. At 30, it sounds crazy. At 21, it did not sound yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's I don't need to go here, draw up this contract. I knew the person. I said, you know, it's going to be easy. Um, I've done, you know, and that, and that. And at a uh, point in my life, I'm like, oh, I've done three weddings. I've done 300 in my mind, you know, yeah, three yeah, yeah, 300. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. <laughs> I'm I got, a pro. I'm a pro, you know. <laughs> and boy, 
it was the hardest lesson, but I learned so much on that day that I'm I'm not even mad at the person. No. Um I'm not mad. And if he still is mad as me, I definitely know his wife is mad at me. I saw her out and she was ready. She had a gun. I would have got still, shot. Still. Hey, she she was ready to shoot me. I had to do this sound effect. She was ready, man. Um, but I learned so much. So yeah, definitely, I definitely agree with that. You can't skip those lessons because um, you're gonna learn a ton, and failure is not always a bad thing if you're learning something. Yeah, if you're learning something. Yeah. So that that was the first one. You know, don't do not skip steps. Uh, one one of the downsides of, of people that want to skip steps is envy and jealousy, mm. <laughs> and and those are those are things that will hold you back. Mm. All right, like you can't, you cannot be envious because your friend is doing better than you. And I see this all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I still know individuals where, it, as long as they're ahead of you in business, they're fine. Yeah. But if they fall behind you a little bit, they 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 become envious. And, and what happens is that that energy just leeches. Man. How you spot a person like that that might be around you? I mean, if someone doesn't want to see, you, if they don't want to see you win. Gotcha. You know, like it's gotcha. just, it's like a basketball game, right? Yeah. Like if if the opposing team is in the home stadium and they're running up the score, they ain't gotta they gotta ask if people want them to be there. They can look around, they can feel the energy. People like take your ass home, get out of here. Yeah. You know, and that, and it's the same thing when you're around people and that energy isn't. You know, people aren't aren't up on their feet. They aren't celebrating your wins. They're not like, oh man, you know. Like I remember the first time he was like, yo, I was publishing a magazine. I was like, oh. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I was kind of shocked. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I wasn't expecting that yeah. that fast, but that's impressive. I mean, it's to the point now where I almost like, yo, I don't even want to ask you to take a take a picture with a an iPhone. <laughs> like, I don't even want to, you know, throw my arm around my family and be like, yo, Gav, can you come grab this picture? Without being like, all right, y'all, we got to invoice Gav <laughs> for, for taking our family photo. Hey, you know, y'all know I get paid in liquor. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things. It's like, don't skip those lessons. And Absolutely. if you're around people that want to skip those lessons, I'm I'm going to give this game out for free. Those people are go. going to be envious of you. Mm. They're going to be jealous of you. If you see people that want to skip steps, they want to be successful immediately without putting in the work, without putting in the study, without putting in, you know, the, the learning, without putting in the, being humble. Mm-hmm. Those individuals, you know, like we, if you're on the same level, yeah. they're going to be cool. But yeah. the moment you ahead of them, they're not going to be cool, and they're just going to sap your energy away. So I like that. That's number one on hustle numbers. Let's run over to number two, which is pretty quick. Uh, on the turn up versus own up. So on this one, it was like, isn't it cool to be in the club, spending all the money, having all the cars and jewelry? But if you don't own any real estate, the answer is no. <laughs> You're not a real hustler. And and, and I, I have to agree with this one. Come on, oh, man. It's I, just club live. Yeah. It's all know, good. I mean, and, and the clubbing <laughs> is, is fun. It's partying, but... You know, I could I could buy one of those buildings right now with, mm-hmm. with some of the money that we have put out into clubbing. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with clubbing. There's nothing wrong with hanging out, partying. I'm gonna tell everybody that up front. We're 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 not we're not bashing that. But nah. if you if you are out here and you're doing well in business, you know, if you out here and you're doing well in whatever it is that you're that, you know whatever career path that you have, you're doing well in it. You need to be finding a way to actually get into some of that long term money. Um, hmm. You know, it's one of the, one of the biggest lessons that he learned was he's like they they rented uh, sloths and teas and then they end mm-hmm. up buying it for marathon. They end up yeah. buying you know that actual you know location. Yep. And that's a huge owning something. Like it's we're gonna bring on one of my friends who actually does business credit and and they Dope. just tell you about like how 
when you when you own an asset, how much easier it is to get credit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to use your social anymore. Yeah. You can, you can show up and you can and, and they'll see that you have trade lines and they'll be like, all right, well, we can loan you up to X amount without any information. No information on you. We don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, oh, but you got this. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, but you got a business. You got trade lines. We're going to provide you with that business credit. And then when you want to get to higher trade lines, like, you know, if you need a loan for like millions of dollars, mm-hmm. when you have assets, they can look at those trade lines and assets and then they'll feel more a lot more comfortable even giving you, you know, loans in the in the millions. Yeah. So real estate is a big deal. So I mean I know a lot of us party. I know we do. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with partying. I love it. But we gotta make sure <laughs> we gotta make sure that we that we're that we're balancing both ends on that. Which leads into number three. Uh Nipsey was talking about entrepreneurship and the mindset is, you know, he was like he didn't want advances, he wanted equity. You know, he didn't want one off endorsements. He actually wanted a percentage of the business. And that's, again, big deal, right? Because absolutely, he owned all his music. He owned all... No one has to give him his masters. Nope. He, he got already owned them. We're, we're bumping the, the mess out of his music right now. Up 2,000%. Yeah, yeah. That, that check is going to get cut yeah. and sent directly to his heirs. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, that's that's what we all want as men. We want to be able to leave, mm-hmm. you know... As, as uh, Les Brown would say, you want to leave a legacy yep. and not a liability. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I could say it like him because it'd be so cool. But it's like, <laughs> this man left a legacy. So no matter what you think about him as a rapper, as an individual, as uh, as an L.A. person, you know, right now we're bumping this music. That check is getting directly cut. To his kids. To his kids, man. That's that's amazing. You know what's funny? Um, We used to, we used to laugh at... Uh, Steph Curry's shoes until we found out that he had equity in the company. Exactly. It was a joke until exactly. it's like, okay. And then you looked around, you said, well, you know, we still don't know the details of it, but at, I'm assume not, but Jordan didn't have equity in Nike. LeBron didn't. So it was one yeah. of those things where you just like, hold on, hold on. You actually got an Under Armour? Not, okay, cool. Now you, we you, you actually own something instead of just getting a check. A one, check. One of, our, one of our favorite rappers, you know, with, with, a, with an alcohol. You know, mm-hmm. he, he took a 10-year endorsement deal. Yeah. You know, imagine if he would have took a 10-year equity deal. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how rich he'd be. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid he'd, he'd, rich. He'd, he'd, be, he'd be super wealthy. So, um, that's, you know, again, that's another lesson. Let's go to uh, number four, black capital. Uh, he said, biz models are built around our culture currency. They mm-hmm. develop the platforms, implement structure, and bring us in mm-hmm. to raise value. Here we go. And we see that. Big time in what the hair salons, right? Yep. You know, excuse me, not the hair salons, the hair stores. Oh yeah, I mean, well, we don't, you don't own them, and then you go in there and get disrespected, and then they kick you out. But where else can we buy it from? They ain't nowhere. There you go, and that, and that, and that is the issue. Is there, there is no value Mm-mm. until you show up. Yeah. So it's one of those things, and sometimes you, you are the product, but make sure you get mm-hmm. something back from it. Like when it comes to Facebook, we're all on Facebook and Instagram. And we're the product. Yeah. You know, but they provide something in return. Yeah. You know, when you go into these hair stores or you go into these restaurants, look, if you're the product and you provide money, all right, you got to get something back. Yeah. And, and and Nipsey was, you know, was saying that, hey, you know, like if I'm the product, I need to own it. Yeah. So that that was a very important lesson of, of you know, black capital. But I mean, you know, everybody listening to this podcast, just in general. 
you don't you don't want to be you don't want to be the product and not receive anything back. Anything not you just getting used. <laughs> yeah, make sure you're getting something back. Don't get pimped out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, on breaking the chains. So he, he on here he was speaking of the supply chain of of music. Hmm. One of the models that he used was uh, Jay Z. So you know Jay Z was he. he he owned the masters. However, he got him for Rockefeller. Don't know. Don't know. You know, can't go into that story. <laughs> Prior Def Jam and yeah. finessed him when he was <laughs> so, the president and didn't do nothing. Exactly. So <laughs> he, you know, he 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 has this masters, but you know, he also when he goes and, and and puts on a show or a concert, you know, his company does the marketing now. Yep. His company buy, to Rock Nation. buys the venue now. Yep. Yeah. His, I mean, he he pays himself as the promoter. So. You know, and that's that's the thing of when Nipsey was like, "Hey, I mean, I own my music." You know, I own what is it all? Um, all money in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's owning that supply chain. So a lot, a lot of us when we'll get into business or entrepreneurship, is it your product or is it someone else's product? Mm. And a lot of people make a lot of money with someone else's product. Absolutely. And you can make you can become a high earner. With somebody else's product. Absolutely. But just understand that the true wealth, the true being free is, is it your own product? Are yeah. You, I'm, you I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I ain't even got nothing to say to that because it makes so much sense. It's it's definitely an interesting product. Uh, look, you black women, we got to get better on uh, the hair and nails. Yeah. And we're going to jump to the last two on creating value. And owning real estate, we touched on owning real estate a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, on creating value, I don't know if we was on air or off air, but we was talking about him with his hundred mixtapes for a thousand dollars or a thousand mixtapes for a hundred, mm-hmm. uh, whichever way that goes. But, yeah, you know, it's the same thing uh, with, with your business. So, like when it came to me producing coffee, mm-hmm. I, I could have went with cheaper beans, lower grade, absolutely. You know, a, a non infrared roaster. There's a lot of things, a lot of places where I could have cut corners. And I could have produced a ten dollar bag of coffee or an eight dollar bag of coffee. You could have produced more. Yeah, and I and I could have did a lot more. But one of the things that I that I wanted was I I like nice stuff, right? Like I exactly love quality <laughs> quality things. So once I produced that for me, I was like, well, I'll produce this quality product for people that want this quality product. And you know what's funny about creating value is um, if you put out value. You know, all right, let me, let me put it like this. I, I give a full story. Um, a year and a half ago, I might have had 17, 1,600 followers. That's all on my Instagram. That's all I had. And my goal at that, when I got to 16, I was dumb happy because before that, I had 900 and I could not get over 1,000. I'm like, this would have been easy if I would have had blonde hair, which I do, <laughs> and, and tits. I would have just been out of this world, exactly. right? But it wasn't working for me. And so finally I got to 1600. I'm happy. And I was talking to a photographer and I asked him, I said, "Um, you got any suggestions for me? And I hate asking people for advice unless I like respect you and I know who you are. And he said, bro, he said, "Um, only put out. He said, only put out quality. He said, create value. You're going to be able to charge what you want to and people just going to flock. And it stuck with me so much that I did this thing where. Last year, I posted all these pictures, and you know, I went and saw how many likes I got throughout the year, and then I erased my Instagram, like the feed, because at that point, I was like at 
fourteen thousand. So over a year, you know, in a year and a half, I went from seventeen hundred to like fourteen over fourteen thousand. Yeah. And it really everybody comes up. People come up to me now. And this is no BS. This ain't one of those people ask me stuff and nobody asks me stuff. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, people ask me. They say, "How did you grow it?" And I always tell them, "I said, put out quality. Put it out consistently. If you have to take a break, or if you have to pause, just put out that quality." Yeah. And what happens, I tell them, I said, if you can create value for yourself, people are willing to pay and give you, you know, they're willing to overpay because they think about it. Your favorite car, your favorite watch, your favorite, um, you know, just the things that material things you like. Yeah. You love them because not everybody has it. Yep. If everybody was driving Ferraris, they wouldn't be worth they, what they, they would. They'd be Toyota Camry. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so, you know, it's just one of those things. People are willing to say, I want to spend a quarter of a million dollars on this red car with high insurance with, you know, $1,500 <laughs> oil changes because I'm the only one in this city. Or I'm mm-hmm. the only one within, you know, 50 miles that has this car. So, you know, create that value for yourself. And it's amazing, especially like what we were saying about his mixtapes that he was able to say, hey, you know, it's $100. I, would, I couldn't imagine. Mind you, for you millennials that's listening, that's yeah. my age, or people younger than me, this is before Spotify, this yeah. is before, you know, yeah. this is before those days. So you really had to, you know, CDs were still in. Yeah. So it's like, and you was hoping that this man that you just spent $100 for an album for was going to mail it to you. Yeah. And, but people were willing to do it. Yeah. You know, Jay-Z was like, give me a thousand of them. We know Jay was going to get his thousand, yeah, but yeah. was you going to get yours? Yeah. But you went on and did it. So yeah, creating value is just amazing. So no doubt, man. So you know we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit of a somber episode, but wanted wanted to pay homage to you know someone that actually you know I actually did what everyone says that they're going to do. Everyone says I'm gonna come back in. I'm gonna help my hometown. I'm gonna build up. You know I'm gonna build up the hood. Yep. You know we just want to pay homage to the guy that actually did that. So hey, everybody stay up out there and be good. We'll see you on the next. All right. All my life, I've been grinding all my life, look.